In October, the state court system launched a division on court modernization with the goal of building on a modernization effort launched in 2019, which contributed to the embrace of hybrid and virtual court operations in recent years. To discuss the mandate of this new permanent initiative and learn about possible areas for reform and update, we're joined by the division's director, Shang Guo, who previously served as chief technology officer for the state's unified court system. Welcome to the show, Shang, and congrats on the new job. Thank you, David. So how has this job been described to you? What, I mean, what do you see as your mission here? As a director of a court modernization, it's kind of like doing three things together. One's the people. So when people come to the courthouse, doesn't matter they work in the courthouse, you are judges or you are court employee, or you could be attorney, have a case here, a litigant or could be a member of public visiting the courthouse, our goal here will be making sure that people can do their job efficiently, right? So also making sure that everything accessible, right? A lot of people don't speak English in New York. So uh, we got to do the interpretation service and the people may have a different kind of a difficulty. For example, hard hearing, wheelchair accessible. So we focus on the people. That's the most important thing that we are doing. Then you need to have a nice facility. This means that some of the courthouse were built as many as 250 years ago. You know, they are not really designed for the modern time. So, so the second thing is called facility. So the third thing about technology, right? So everything today, you're using technology as a tool to enhance people experience and even the technology itself got to be work for people, not the other way around. So like I'm very excited about this job is that we are focused on people, right? Make sure the facility like up to date and then using technology to provide additional help assistance to people. And I, I think that is just like uh, so special about this job. Well, when it comes to all three of those components, whether it is the needs of people, technology opportunities, or building needs, how are you going to go about determining where improvements can be made and where they should be made? Will you have some sort of public hearings? Are you taking suggestions? Where will you make these decisions from? David, that's a very interesting question. So as far as how to decide what's most important, we did a lot of uh, focus group, talk to the customer, mean talk to the judges, talk to the attorney. And some of the things that traditional not even in my department, but we just happen to step on it. To give one example, up to 10% of court in New York State have severe acoustic problem. If you stand on each other 10 feet away, forget about it, even five feet away, you need to speak very loud. And then also when you talk in a courtroom, those are historical courtroom, they look beautiful. High ceiling, like a, some of them, like a 25 feet, 30 feet high ceiling, and all the wood panel, there's so much echoing. So if people cannot hear you, you really cannot continue your business. So those are like an obvious thing. So really one of the exciting projects we did will be, we are kind of like a survey different courtroom. We have acoustic meter, we do the measurement and we talk to the attorney. They tell me they cannot hear anything clearly, you know? So uh, we work with the uh, our budget office, get the funding 
And also we get the facility people to work with us because the courthouse are owned by the local government, like the county and city government. So we were able to basically that build a consensus and have that support and moving that forward. Are there some situations where you imagine the lawyers, the jury, maybe the people who have business before the court might want certain technological changes or other modernization efforts, but say the judges might be opposed to them for whatever reason. If you come across these areas where there's not a consensus, what do you do? Do you have to just weigh the different sides and pick winners and losers? Or in those cases, does the status quo just prevail? One thing very interesting about this job is that it's very dynamic. New York State, we have 62 county and about 1,600 courtrooms. And those courtrooms, they're all different shape and size. And also the judges, they're hearing different cases. What working in a Supreme Court may or may not work in a family court. So that's number one. And uh, so we, but even like uh, some court are heavily used, right? In the city, we may or may not be the exact same like a rural county. So we always see which court that actually use heavy evidence presentation, because that's always a complaint. Like in a criminal case, right, you have the, uh, the body camera, you have the security camera, all the video footage, 911 call. So there are so many different types of technology available today, but how to present it in a courtroom so everyone can see clearly, right? So that is a challenge. In the past, attorney will be hire a, a AV uh, contractor, right? So basically that, those technicians will come to the courtroom, one or the wire on the floor. And the problem with that will be, you set that up, you take at least one day or two, right? And then when you finish, you got to take that down. Plus you have the wire on the courtroom and people may like uh, trip over it. it it's, it's a safety hazard. So really multiple factor, the quality not the best, and then always like a, like a, a, one of the major complaints. So as far modernization, we want the attorney able to show their evidence with high quality and clarity. So uh, we developed those uh, in-house uh, state-of-the-art evidence presentation system. And uh, like the first one completed is in Queens County. And then we also working on um, hybrid courtroom. Like let's say someone handicapped, they cannot go to the court courtroom. Mm -hmm. You know, travel for a long time, and maybe you have a witness. Let's let's say have a, a medical doctor, right, want to testify about a certain injury, and and this doctor may be in California, and, and sometimes you have a case that could be just overseas too. So the time and the effort to travel to New York sometimes just like uh, impossible with the advanced high-end video conferencing technology because we, we install multiple cameras in a courtroom. So one camera pointed at the judge, one pointed at the witness, and another two cameras look at the defense and, and plaintiff attorney table. So everyone can see the courtroom clearly have their facial expression. And so those are important. Well, you mentioned cameras in the courtroom. Do you anticipate as part of this court modernization effort that court proceedings 
throughout the system will be available to either live stream by the public or uh, held in some sort of digital repository so they can be accessed later on by anyone who's interested in the proceedings, like potentially reporters. The camera and courtroom right now is focused on for hybrid hearing, but we are doing some fashion of streaming. It's more like a, if you have a big case, there's a lot of interest. The courtroom even cannot hold the number of people. So we have an overflow room, we stream to another room. So for the time being, streaming to the internet, that is still something that really beyond us. What that means is that the state legislature looking into like, uh, should we doing it, how to do it? And there's a lot of implication. So I would say that would defer to that the state legislature and, and overall the law will be passed to enable that. But right now the focus is more on hybrid hearing. And so we do that already. Kind of if you have a case that someone as a, uh, Litigant, or you have a case a family member want to watch, you know, we, we make that available today. We just haven't made that available for people to watch on YouTube as like a general available, you know. So it's not, not like a general available right now, right? So because like uh, it will take time for us to install the camera, it also take time for us to work out the procedure. But I would not be surprised that like uh, over time, that may be becoming a uh, like, like a norm. Well, you mentioned the state legislature, which is considering legislation mandating cameras in courtrooms for, for broadcast. But does the court system actually need authorization from the state legislature? Could you do this already the way we might anticipate seeing you know, the Court of Appeals cases? Could we just do that for state Supreme Court cases right now if there was the will and funding available? Again, the court appeal and appellate court are different. They are always available like uh, on the internet, right? So, mm -hmm. but for the trial court, there's a lot of complication in the past. As far as um, I understand, you know, that like, like there was some restriction about courtroom, like camera in the courtroom. So in this case, for example, you have case going on about family matter, right? So there may be some divorce case about the, the confidential information on someone's income and all kind of a thing. They may not want to sh to be make available, right? So this means that they will then they even on the criminal cases, right? Certain evidence only show the people in the courtroom, but not streaming out because they're very sensitive. So, uh, so in that case, it's like uh, they will need to develop some kind of a procedure. So, so we have multiple challenge. Challenge one will be we have 1,540 courtroom and close to 1,600 courtroom. This means that to install the camera in all the courtroom, that will take quite a few years. So that's number one. You need the funding, right? You cannot just pass mandatory, but you take time, you, you need the, the, all the resources. That's number one. Number two will be how to set up that is responsible. Right in a way that no accident will happen to broadcasting the entire world to something not supposed to be shown. So I think it's different from say, you have one or two cases of special interest you want to broadcast it with the judge okay with it. We, we can support it today, you know, if for, for that kind of big event. But then as a matter of like a mandatory mean that all the case 
have to be broadcast on the internet all the time. I think that like we definitely have some concern, but again, you know, I'm not a lawyer. I just want to talk about from a, like an implementation operation point of view, there will be a lot of challenge. We need to take the time to, to, to figure out what the best way. What do you view as the timeline for your work? And obviously there's going to be continuous modernization efforts, but in terms of say the priorities you have right now as you begin this project, are you thinking about modernization in the scope of a couple of years or considering the scope of the number of courtrooms, as you mentioned earlier, is this something that could take potentially decades? I think that we have different phases of modernization, right? Because if you look at dictionary, modernization means that what kind of thing matching or catch up with the time, right? So whatever modernization now, 10 years from now, you know, you get to go to a new generation. So there's no doubt about it. But even at the basic level, phase one, we want to make sure every courtroom have the right acoustic, have the microphone speaker. We right now, the whole state about 75% have that installation done. We still have a quarter to go, but most of them are in upstate New York rural area. And the last mile is always most difficult because sometimes right in New York City, you may have a 20 story courthouse and then you have 30, 40, 50 courtroom. You can be doing a lot of implementation, a lot quicker, easier, efficient, you know, from that point of view. But you go up to some of the rural area, you may have to drive four hours, just go to take care of one courtroom. So we are kind of start putting our resources and actually we're gonna open an office in Rochester to take care of the implementation in uh, the Western region in New York State. So those are like, uh, we, we would like to complete that phase one by 2026. So basically every courtroom, make sure they can hear each other, you know, as simple as that. And then in the meantime, that we will continue to work on, every courtroom should have the ability to do video conferencing. Right now we are talking about 50 to 60% done and we just need to continue to put the equipment out in the courtroom. So that would be, take a couple more years but as far as the evidence presentation system, that would take much longer to get all the camera installed, put all the monitor and the display control system set up and running in the courtroom. So, so easily that will be take another five or six years. Of course, I mean, that's very aggressive. You think about how many locations we are talking about. And they, like, I also want to point out that in the courthouse, we, we are not just talk about the courtroom. Because if you are someone for jury duty, right, you're going to walk into the jury assembly room. With the big jury assembly room, you got to watch the jury orientation. You also maybe go to the jury, jury selection panel, right? So you will be interviewed question to see if you will be selected. So all those process, then when you're finished, let's say you're selected, go to the courtroom. And if you're a jury, you may need to go to the jury uh, deliberation room. Right for your deliberation, so so it really courtroom is the center, but the jury assembly room is more like a, a precondition. You need to prepare for them, right before you go to courtroom if you have a jury trial. And then 
after you go to the courtroom, you got to go to the jury deliberation room. So to include those locations together, we're not, not talking about just like a 1600 courtroom. So we're looking into 2000 locations. So this way the end to end, a person walking in to the courthouse until the point they walk out, they need to have that capability to fully participate in the, in the justice process. So, so that is another challenge there. So that's why I said 2026, just focus on the audio, but then beyond that, take another five year to do the uh, upgrade on the next phase. So, so then uh, in addition to that, we also looking into how to get the uh, interpreter working more efficiently, how to do the court reporter, right? So you need to create a transcript and got to get that working better too. And if you think about it, David, right? You walk in the courthouse, the first thing that, what's your first interaction on the security line? And so we are actually right now setting up the digital signage. So just like people go to convention center, go to hotel, right? So you, you will know where you're going, have the directory, you have the calendar showing where, which courtroom, what case number, and similar to the airport, you have that flight like information. So, so we're just doing those things as well. So kind of like uh, you link everything together from the, from the digital signage, you know, to the jury room. And then now you go into the courtroom and go to the jury assembly room. So those are part of our portfolio. So that's why the name is called court modernization, meaning that to, to upgrade the whole process to enhance the experience for everyone work or litigate or like uh, visit the courthouse. Well, unfortunately, we're out of time. We've been speaking with Shang Guo, the, the director of the state's new division on court modernization. Shang, thank you so much for making the time and good luck on the new job. Thank you for having me, David. Appreciate it. Is your business, agency, or service interested in delivering your message to more than two dozen radio stations statewide carrying Capital Press Room? If so, visit capitalpressroom.org to contact our underwriting team.